the Soft Soap Studios, it's Big Apple Baseball. I'm Luke Lowry, and I'm sorry to report, but we are sans Jeff again for part of this evening tonight. You know what that means. No angry Luke voice tonight. <laughs> yeah, we'll do our best. And to my left, he knows baseball, he knows computers, he's just happy he has one less track to edit, he's our editor-in-chief, he's Chris Calderon. This might be the truest intro you have ever done. Right? Yeah, I like it. Sweet and simple. Mm-hmm. And on the phone later, you know him, you tolerate him, you know the only difference between a joke and three dicks is that your mom can't take a joke. <laughs> He's Jeff Morehouse. Ah, that's a good joke. I figured I could use it since he wasn't here. Mm-hmm. I gotta get away with something. Oh, you think he's gonna listen anyway and hear it? So, I believe his significant other listens, oh, and right. will inform him of said mom joke, and we will I will be in trouble for it, <laughs> but you don't get to not balance your schedule properly, and not come up here, and then not get made fun of for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, is this, wow, this is very different, like, tone and oh, very show, different. like, it's strange. Gonna be different. Where's the, like, the random interludes of words that kind of sound like the word that was previously stated? Yes. Oh my god. Ah. Or should you say birds that kind of mound like the birds that were merivously belated. Did I not just do a good Jeff <laughs> That was that was spot on. I thought he was long. in the room with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Besides that. All you all you need to do is a shout out and we're set. <laughs> oh, no shout outs, bro. This will be the shout out I guarantee you, when he's on the phone later. He will... Oh, there's, there's going to be a yeah, shout-out. And out. you'll hear the angry Luke voice then. Mm-hmm. I, 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 maybe I shouldn't have promised no angry voice, because... Haven't we... I mean, Jeff's not here. The promises we make to our to our listeners actually matter. Ah, uh, what does that mean? Does that mean Jeff sucks? No, it means... It means I don't think anyone's got any free seven-line gear yet. Oh, you want to give some out? No, not really. You got some in the bushel. Right? I, don't, I don't have it all. Uh, oh, okay. You don't yeah, have Jeff has the, the key to that locker. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so this will be definitely a, a different show, just me and Chris... So if I can strap in and get ready for a little less nonsense than usual, a little less hatred and uh, wrongness and awfulness, and uh, just, yeah, your pure baseball knowledge. Yeah, as long as there's some hatred, I think we should be good, right? Yeah, I know. So you like the hatred more than I? Like, I, I would be I very like happy with a, a, a show, no hatred, but but no. Chris? No, no, I'm not about the huggy and the, the lovey and the, the no. whatever. The, and and nor, the nor are you about buttoning your shirt, my friend. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> You're rocking a Hawaiian, unbuttoned. Just <laughs> this is a silk Hawaiian, sir. A silk Hawaiian. You know where no I got less. this? Please. Do you know where I got this? Where did you get it? Tommy Bahama. No. That's a good guess. It's close. Hawaii. Oh, so it's authentic? You're trying it's to say authentic. so you're one of those authentic... Uh, yeah. What, do they, call, what do they call mainlanders? They, they have a derogatory... It's a good oh, the term. Howleys? Howleys. Yeah, yeah I'm not Howley. a Howley. Yeah, I'm you, not a fucking Howley. Howley. I'm a tourist what, just who likes their shirts. Just because you're Spanish and your cousin just got traded to the Knicks, you don't think you're a Howley? <laughs> uh, it'd be cool if he was my couson. No, Jose Calderon? No, no, no relation? No. I may be related to a former Met, though. Former so Met? That. Yeah. What's his name? Eduardo Alfonso. No, what do you mean? You may be. When are you going to find out? He's alive. I, like, I don't do know. I, I, am I related to you? Go, go get me some genealogy.com or what is it? Ancestry.com. We'll do some research here. Okay, fine. But what are we basing this on? I mean, I may be related to, you know, King My, my grandmother's last or maiden name is Alfonso. Right. And is Venezuelan. 
oh, and man, has like yep. a trillion siblings. You're related. Well, it's Venezuela. They're Hispanic. They're all related. Yeah. I'm cousins with half fucking Venezuela, the other half of Puerto Rico. And does that make you happy or sad? Just makes me every other Hispanic motherfucker out here. That's why we're taking over America. Yeah. You're telling me. Yep. Freaking the soccer love is like none other. You know, you know, I watched a soccer game today. Did you? I did. Well, it, all right. It was the big. Uh, I mean, you the are Belgian. Spanish. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like it. I mean, I will say I enjoy. Have you watched any of the World Cup? Uh, I have watched some of the World Cup. Right now, I'm just trying to not lower my eyes from eye contact into your gut. Yes, thank you for, for just closing it ever would, so would you slightly. Would if I buttoned up? No, I mean, you don't got to. I, I'm, I'm working on my beer gut. Yes, can I you say? are. Um, but, so I was unable to watch the America game today. I was at work. I was very disappointed. They did not make it another round, so I could have watched on Saturday. But, uh, yeah, I didn't get into it. Yeah, I mean, it was. it's good to see America doing something. You know, like anything else... I really only want to make sure that America's the best at something. You know, fuck all the other countries. That's the important thing. It's not that I want us to be the best. I want us to be better than everyone else. Correct. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, but I, I can appreciate it more, I think, now than I could have X amount of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. It's sort of like hockey. It, yeah. it, there's a lot of not scoring, but like you can see where the drama of the exciting when there's is. not scoring. Well, but I, I think if they, can, play, they should play soccer on a hockey size rink. Or a court. It's or still field. exciting. Like, because every time they get close, like, you know, and they're yes. just. It's exciting. There's excitement in the non action. Like, but when in the, the when void of when action. But when they're in half field and they're just kicking the ball between each other, it's a little it's a little retarded. But what it does is it makes the few precious goals that are scored all that much, like, meaningful and cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like a football game, whatever American sport you want to choose, goals, runs, whatever, are abundant. In soccer, where it's one nothing, two one, whatever, every single goal, like the excitement that comes with it, is because it's so hard fought for and so hard to get, and you freaking run around, run eleven kilometers for you know ninety minutes just to try to get this one goal, and kilometers. when finally, <laughs> we're talking soccer, right? We gotta I talk know, kilometers. Yeah, I think I, I we, wow, we might be using a little too much metric. I may have to bring us back. Uh, yeah, we can get back out, around to we what we should really soccer, be talking about, which is what a sport that cannot be measured in kilometers. I mean. Do you know how many meters it is from uh, home plate to first base? I do not. How many how many furloughs or uh, hedgerows or whatever they use over there? I do not. Chicken feet. I don't know. What's the... 90 chicken feet? This no, I think it's 90, 90 American feet. Okay. American feet. So yeah, we're talking, let's talk some baseball. There we go. Let's, let's get into this. I'm done fucking around. We're going to talk some Mets, some Yankees, like always. Talk about uh, a little bit of everything. Um... Real quick, Chris, how much do you love my indentations on this thing? You'll notice a uh, a lack of consistency. Yeah, I I cannot read this list that you wrote up. Like this sometimes I like trouble. to use tab. Sometimes I like to use three space bars. Sometimes I like to use nothing. Motherfucking tab. Why did I let you do this? No, oh, it's fun. All right, folks. For let's break the fourth wall here. I know Jeff would appreciate that. I usually write up our little topic list and everything. I'm sure that's why I read it. They all know this. Well, today Luke wrote it. Yeah, and it's and better than usual. It's, I mean, it looks like a child just learned to write for the first time. Everything is, like, in its own spot. Yeah, right, exactly, yes. It, right, it, it exudes the enthusiasm of a child. Because I have a, yes. a child-likes enthusiasm for the world. Okay. And the childlike finger dexterity, apparently. Yeah. And grammatical talent. Yeah. And probably spelling. 
Uh, I, I, so we can, you, my sir, cannot talk spelling. Because... What's... Could oh, you, trade evaluation? <laughs> <laughs> e- evaluation, folks, spelled E-Y-S-U-L-U-A-T-I-O-N. Yes, very close. So S and A, a are right next to each other, and, 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 and the guy over here uses his keyboard so much that you literally cannot see which one says S and which one says A. So it, It's a gaming keyboard. You know, G for B, I use the wrong S or A. Uh, I apologize for nothing. No. Uh, so we're going to talk to the Yankees about the bullpen, uh, about who, sh- who they should be trading with, what the hell is going on with the hitting, and what the fuck was with Ni- Mike Napoli calling Masahiro Tanaka an idiot. So we'll talk about that. For the Mets, uh, former GM Frank Cashin passed away. R.I.P. Pour out some liquor. Yeah. Uh, Chris Young wasn't traded. That's Told something you, Jeff. we're all impressed about. Oh, we should practically save that for him because i, I got to rub it in a little. Probably, he was yeah. so certain because he reads one ESPN.com, New York.com, whatever article that Chris Young's going to be released. Therefore, takes it as sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. Is that a word? Yeah, it's a word. Hell yeah. Okay. I don't know it's properly. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, oh, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah. You're good. You get a pass. But yeah, we'll also talk about the David Wright injury. Or lack like thereof. Yeah, he's not playing, so something's going on. Yeah, but he's not going on the DL, so we're good. And finally, we'll talk about the Mets' tough loss yesterday versus Bravos. I didn't know the Mets were in the world of uh, Game of Thrones. I knew I shouldn't have wrote Bravos because you were going to bring it to Game of Thrones. Well, you shouldn't have. Like, yeah, Bravos you is have a good that. nickname for the Braves, though. I always like when people call them the Bravos. Bravos. Yeah. Well, this like is a it. show that someone's going to mention Game of Thrones. <laughs> You're lucky Jeff's not here. Yeah, I, I am. Or this would have been like a 10-minute diatribe. Oh, 100%. As it is, I'm just giving you shit. Yes. You should be thankful. I am. I expect a thank you, Chris. Color me thankful. Okay, you said colored. And we'll also talk about the Astros leak. Oh, and I think you had some special trade evaluation we wanted to go through. Yes, or evisilation. Yeah, whatever that word is. And for some reason, it's also, like, spaced out below everything. It's really just awful, folks. <laughs> we should screenshot it for Instagram, maybe. Yeah, that, that might be worth it. Yeah, yeah. yeah when, when we post this one, we'll go. All right, this, this will be Instagram, folks. I don't know how many likes it'll get, because it's a fucking screenshot of a uh, computer page. Of terrible spelling. It's all, it's all good. Anything interesting going on your phone? Nope, nothing. Okay. I'm just looking at it anyway. Alright, let's get started with Met Topics. Alright, cool. So... Hold on, I'm going to grab my beer. You lead us in. Well, um... Oh, what was it, yesterday, I believe? Yeah, Jerk. Uh, the other night, former GM Frank Cashin passed away at the ripe old age of, I don't know, but very old... Um, he was responsible for bringing the Mets their most recent World Series victory in 1986. Um, and really, I'm not the one to discuss this. Uh, Luke, would you like to tell us about your favorite uh, Frank Cashin memories about the 1986 World Series? So, Frank Cashin was a character. Okay. I mean, I don't have too many memories. I don't want to disparage him was, again. You know, I, I don't... was pretty young. No, and there's no reason to. I mean, you, you um, most likely shit yourself during that World Series. Most likely. Oh, yeah. it was what? I was, you know, three probably then, three turning four. Yeah. You're still, you're still safe with the range of shitting yourself, right? Right, but not in the diaper, right? Or no. When do diapers then? I don't know. I don't know. I remember I did at least pee myself way past diapers. <laughs> 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 I remember being in school in, like, first grade. Like, Luke, you gotta stop this. <laughs> you gotta stop pissing your pants, Luke. All right, but I stopped. I'm, I'm proud to say that I'm good. <laughs> I don't piss my pants no more. I'm very proud of that. Um... Frank Cashin, sheets, though. Frank Cashin, on the other hand, um, yes, most known for pulling off some inspired trades 
four, amongst others, Keith Hernandez, Gary Carter, Ron Darling, Bobby Ojeda. All right. Those are all trades that he yeah, made. Yeah, no, mean, that's, that's... That's an impressive freaking list that you can bring. I mean, essentially brought in our core. You're, you're essentially reading the 1986 World Series roster. Yes. Yeah. I mean... That's yes. what he did for you guys. He yes. brought you that. I mean, you should be very thankful. He was 88. Lived to the ripe old age of 88. Mm-hmm. Um, life. But yeah, always wore that bow tie very often. Was just a... Uh, was, a was a character of a guy. I believe he presided over some of the Orioles championship teams before before the Mets, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. Sports world will miss him. Frank Cashin. I wish we had him back. Yeah, you could use him. He was always a guy when we, when we got rid of him when we did in, what, I think the early 90s. I was be, remember being surprised. Um, didn't seem like the one to go. But, uh, yeah, Frank Cashin. Yeah, it's, it's a shame. It is. Pour way one to, out way to start the show out on such a uh, down Somber note. note. Let's, let's cheer, cheer up ourselves. Chris Young did not get dropped. Congratulations. So really we will need to save this slightly for, for, for Jeff, but we can say the Mets, although they were being painted as a team you know, on the verge of this cell fire sale or whatever the picture might have been, it's not quite that. Um, you know, we're not all that many games further out of the playoffs than the Yankees are, and yet the tone and how the teams are covered couldn't be more night and day, even though their uh, records in the standings do not reflect that same night and day coverage. The Yankees being, I believe, three games out, maybe before tonight's action. The Mets being eight games out. Fine, it's double, but... I mean, the, the Mets would have to go and pretty much buy just to get themselves to a wild card. And is that really what you want to burn the farm system for, a chance at a wild card? I think this year is a lost cause. No, but, you, but you've heard my, and I didn't like your responses last week. I mean, you gave me back these hypothetical uh, injury scenarios, and that be the reason. Well, that's that because you were talking trade. about, you were talking about trading this year or next year. year. Yes, this year, and next year and the year beyond. Because you're not going to be able to solve all your problems in one off season. so let's start solving the problem now. But you're going to be overpaying. Now compared to the off season? Yes. How do you figure? Because a player now is worth more than a player later. It's that simple. But the team later, maybe, you know, teams when they when they sell in the middle of a season are often selling because of, like, current season, you know, not winning problems. But they're also, don't have they also the want to save more money, and they know that they're going to get a better price right, they're or a better save. return because they're selling to someone that's trying to compete. Well, but they know with the Mets that that's not the case, so you can't hold our feet to the fire for that reason. You're right. So then how are they going to, you know, how are the Mets going to pull this well, big deal? Well, If fine. they're going to go for a power piece like that, someone else is going to say, hey, I'll pull the trigger on this. I will give the better prospect. The Mets are only going to be essentially, you know, someone's, I, I don't know what the word would be, you know, a counter offer essentially. So to say, well, the Mets are, give, are offering this. So I'll slightly agree. Um, I also don't think you want to. You don't want to be responsible for half a year of a player that they could get hurt. It's a risk, and it's a risk that God knows something's going to happen. I just think it would be a good sign. I think the Mets fans would want it. I think we just need to start to 
becoming like the old Mets, like the pre-06 Mets, how the Mets operated from 04 to 07. Spending money. Whatever. Yeah, spending yeah, money. I agree. Bringing in talent through trades and free agency. And like, so that, that the process started not in earnest this last offseason, but started and needs to continue. I don't think we need to take a step backwards and trade for anything but major league ready talent. I have I have no desire to trade for any single A players, mm-hmm. not really any double A players. If you want to tell me we're trading for someone who's like literally on the doorstep and can be called up at any time, you know, maybe. But um I just think it sends the wrong message to the Met fans to sell off for low level minor league talent. Like we're supposed to be what if you be... could get the what if you could get the the Beltran return? I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. Beltran, yeah, Wheeler, yeah, Wheeler. Yeah, yeah. Right. If someone offered you one of their top prospects for Bartolo Colon, I think the Mets would be crazy not to think about it. So I just think in a perfect world, they would do that, and then they would also swing another deal with some other prospects to get someone either already Major League ready or someone about to be Major League ready. I think if we go and we just make two trades for good, like, further down the road prospects. It's just continually, as you've said in the past, kicking the can down mm-hmm. the road, and you got to stop that cycle at some point and start acquiring Major League Ready talent. I agree. But I don't know if in the middle of the season is the time to do that. I think I think you have to wait until... the end. That's These are end-of-season deals. You just don't want to be on the hook for something that could happen to a player. I guess. I don't know. I think there's deals to be made that are out there. You know, Matt Kemp. Other guys that that's taking on salary. Sure. So so there's gonna, there's always going to be. It's never going to be the perfect deal. Mm-hmm. You know that's just wrapped in a bow tie. You know ready to go. There's going to be downsides to whatever deal we make. Whether it be that we have to give up too many good prospects. Whether it be that we have to take the, take in too much salary. But like that's what winning clubs do. They they take some downside, some risk in a, in a scenario. I just think the the Mets are afraid to take some of this risk. Oh, right, they're definitely, to, they're definitely resistant to take on salary. Right, and and that and that needs to stop. Yeah. The question is, does that stop and how? Slightly better news. The right injury doesn't seem to be that serious. The MRI came back negative. They said he will miss the series in Atlanta, but he will not go on the DL. So that's pretty huge. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We cannot withstand. I mean, fine. If we were to lose right for an extended period of time, I think I would change my tune and I would say, fine, trade whoever you want to trade for mm-hmm. whatever low-level prospect you want to trade. Because at that point, you know, it's just silly. Um, we cannot afford to lose to lose the man, even with him having a subpar season as he is. He's too big a part to the Definitely. to the team. The hope, though, is that he is not. He doesn't rush himself back or try and force himself into the lineup. That yes. is something I'm, I'm sometimes afraid of with a player like David Wright. Well, it's something I'm afraid of with any player. Yeah. You know, especially, like, from a fantasy point of view. Like, I hate it when players try to come back and play through injury. Mm -hmm. It's usually always bad for their fantasy numbers. Pretty Um, much. And it would just be better if they went, you know, took the 15 days, 30 days, whatever they got to do, get right, um, you know, come back healthy. I, I believe in David... You know, whatever he thinks is best, whatever him and the doctors, if they don't think he needs a sin on the DL, I'm not yeah. going to say that he does. Yeah, if, the, if that's what they say, fine. Yeah. I, I just think this might be the time of year where maybe you could do a 15 No, I don't DL. think you want this time of the year, because this time of the year, we're so teetering on the yes, edge. Yes, that's the problem, the Mets of, are teetering. Of irrelevancy, you know, and really middling ground, mm-hmm. let alone relevancy. Um, but I just don't think you want to completely swing that 
teeter-tot to the other way, to the irrelevancy way. That sentence it does not make sense. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Swing your tater tots. <laughs> yeah, right. Swing your tater tots. That's gonna be. That's a good shirt. Swing <laughs> your tater tots. I like it. What does it mean? I don't know. Just <laughs> swing your fucking tater tots, dude. Don't fucking ask me. Yeah, that's. It's about the message, not about the meaning. All right, let's talk about the Mets' bad loss yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It, it was, was. It was up there. It was for, ugly for worst that's of the, the season. Yeah, so they're going into the eighth with a three-one run, three-one lead. They proceed to give up three errors, started by Yuri's Familia throwing what would have been a tailor-made ground ball, tailor-made double play ground ball, and throwing it instead of to at the second baseman into center field, and I think it just all unraveled from there with a Ligaris uh, error. He as just well, ran over the ball as a Campbell error at third. And what was a 3-1 Mets lead quickly goes into a 5-3 Mets loss. And again, the bullpen presides over a Mets loss. Mm-hmm. Now, it's what happens in that clubhouse afterward? I mean, so I Familia the, sounded so down. I, he almost sounded too down. I don't want to hear down. I want to hear angry. I'm starting to get. The, I'm starting to be afraid that the Mets are getting used to losing, where it doesn't bother them. No. It's like, oh, we lost again. It well, just, I don't know if I'll buy have, into the doesn't bother them. I, I'll buy into that they don't maybe have the right mindset to respond to that bother because if you listen to Yuri's Familia after the game last night, he sounded like a man defeated. He sounded like, you know, he just felt horrible and it was totally his fault. But didn't sound like the type of reliever, like Armando Benitez for all his faults, the type of guy that, could could shake it off and come back the next day, which you really need as a reliever. Yeah. You need to have a very short memory. Um, so yeah, he didn't love his tone after the game. I, I really worry if there's a lack of fire in that clubhouse. Yeah, so I'm not on board with Terry anymore. I'm pretty I, 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 I've I'm been done. a Terry f- fan and supporter for a while, but I, I think I'm getting to the point where it's time for a change. They need to shake up in that clubhouse. They do, and I think the biggest thing that I hold Terry uh, account uh, at fault for is. He makes excuses mm-hmm. like none other. Like he is forever making excuses for this team. When where the excuses don't need to be made, people need to be held accountable. You you are what you are. You did what you did, and there's the, no the Terry excuse train like helps nobody. Certainly doesn't help the growth and maturation of this team. Mm-hmm. I think I think they need maybe a younger manager or something or someone new. Bring in Wally. It's, well, time. Yeah, it's not hard to get a younger manager. He's it's Wally time. Man. Oh, I'm so down. I've been down for Wally, and as have all Met fans. Mm-hmm. I've been down for Wally for a good four years now. Probably longer. Yeah. It's Wally not time. much, but yeah. I remember Bring a few in. years before we got Collins was the, when the Wally talk started in earnest. You think it'll happen? I sort of do. Like, why are we keeping at AAA if we're not a little intrigued? He's I, managing I, the... Las Vegas Bombers or whatever they are, Area 51s. I don't think Sandy is a uh, a Wally fan. I think that's going to be the big hang-up. Ownership might might be down for it. Oh yeah. But I don't think I don't think Sandy would be. Well yeah. So it seemed like you know when Sandy came in and his first gig was to get Terry was to get a manager. It seemed like he didn't want to give the fans what they wanted. The fans mm-hmm. wanted Wally. And Sandy didn't want to come off that he made his move to acquiesce to the Mets fans. Because he's got to be smarter than us. He's got to be more savvy. 
So like he didn't want to give the Mets the easy, simple answer and just give so us. So he water. brings his old friend so out of retirement. Him. Now what what will he do the second time around? You know, don't know. Only time will tell. But you know, I think it is a good sign that they've kept him around at AAA. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm really afraid this season though. That I think I think Terry finishes the season as manager, and God knows who they pick, but it ain't gonna be someone you like. The Mets fans are not gonna be happy with their next manager. Unless Sandy or unless Terry is gone or Sandy is gone. No, see, I disagree with that. I mean, I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but there's plenty of managers that I'll be happy with that aren't named Wally Backman. I mean, fuck, I'll take Tony Larusa. I'll take uh, Tony Larusa's not coming to the Mets. Probably not. I'll take Rod Gardenhire. Is he gone yet from Minnesota? Is he no. still there? But do you do you want the guy that has been the Yankees' perennial bitch? To come and be yes, the guy the guy did pretty good with like a, a low roster, a and low he, payroll. And, and what what are the twins of the past ten years going to be remembered for? Never being able to beat the Yankees in the postseason. That's his yeah, reputation. But so right now, I'll just take getting to the postseason. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll take that over Terry Collins' reputation, which is just nil. Because if you don't get to the postseason, you don't get a reputation. True. So who the fuck cares what you like? Um. All right, enough Met talk. I'm done. I don't want to hang myself right uh-huh. at the second. All right, let's hop over to the Yankee talk then. No, 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 no. We're gonna save that for. Uh, I know we are for Jeff. Yes, but, we are. Oh, and we're gonna introduce Jeff right now. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, gonna, we're gonna bring in our buddy. We're gonna come back after that. And we're gonna and come we're gonna, back and finish oh, wow, the rest of the yeah. show. I'm telling you, modern science, isn't man. It, isn't it great? Fucking amazing. All right, so we're gonna bring in our good buddy Jeff Morehouse to talk Yankees with us. All right, thanks, Chris, for the introduction. So, without further ado, here's our good friend, Jeff Morehouse. That's Jeff's opening music. Yeah, we have that now? We do. So, are you coming on to talk some Yankee stuff? Way to just laugh and not fucking say something, Jeff. Jeff, are you really going to get me angry this quick? I'm going to the Yankee game tomorrow morning, I think. Tomorrow morning? Tomorrow morning. Is there an AM Yankee game planned for tomorrow? It's a, oh, no, it's, it's an early one, right? The day game. I'll probably be there at yeah. 11, 11.30. So any, uh, morning. any of those listeners who somehow were able to go back in time, come meet me over there. Oh, and when Jeff says he'll be there at 11, 11.30, he means, what, 1, 1.30 at best? I mean, probably more like 12, 12.30. Because, I mean, I do want a pregame somewhat. Pregame is in middle of the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we know you're not in studio today, so we're just chair, gonna... Who the hell's chair is squeaking? Wow, you can hear that? Yeah, we can hear that. Chris, way to ruin the entire integrity of the entire show. So you, you should just assume anytime there's a squeaking chair, it's me. Seriously. Maybe I was you know, They say the squeaky chair gets the grease, but in your uh, your turn, I don't think that's the case. Nope. What, was, what if it was just two robots having sex? And that's why we're happy to have them. <laughs> <laughs> So now, definitely he rhymed that. Now, what if it was two Bobots having mechs? <laughs> or what if it was two Slowbots having techs? Oh, my God. Just another gold after another gold. <laughs> Just rack yep. them up. Um, so, yeah, Yankees have lost four in a row. Uh, they're two and eight in their last ten after going eight and two in their previous ten. So did they that, lose that against David Price? Yeah, two to one. That makes it four yep. in a row? Yep, Kuroda pitched well though. He won eight innings, only gave up two earned runs. The Yankees keep losing these tight games, and it's because the hitting is garbage right now. Yeah, and, our, and during this four-game losing streak, we're batting one forty-three with runners in scoring position. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yep. Oh, is it? Is that pretty bad? 
Yeah, Mets-esque? I think that's what I would classify as pretty bad. Is that Mets-esque? So nobody needed to go there. <laughs> I think I think he felt the need. Yeah, just to jab. Uh, so I think about picking up Lucas Duda, actually. He's been doing well. He's available. Yes. Yeah, although the thing with picking him up in fantasy is, is he sits versus most lefties. Oh, Jesus. You so know. unless you have, like, somebody else that has, at, yep. at first base that you can actively put him in for and you're going to be active about your roster and switching things each day, he's not a good guy to have. Okay. Well, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I am the fantasy guru of the show. Mm-hmm. And I hear later in the show you'll be giving some fantasy advice. Oh, my God. I think we're going to go into extraordinary detail later in the show. I like how we're playing with time right here. Yeah, yeah oh, shit. Uh, fucking playing with that shit like it was a uh, three-year-old under a bus covering. What? What? <laughs> is that a thing? Or... So, is it not a thing? That sounds like something someone that sells bullpen with two E's would do. <laughs> bullpen? Bullpen with two E's. A bullpen armor? If you'll look at the screen. What I did? Yeah. Wait, no, I don't know about that, but I mean, yeah. You don't know about that? B-U-L-L-E-P-E-N? Yeah, but show you. Oh, Holy Ped. There's, there's one E. No, that's two E's. All right, so I don't have my glasses on, so don't ask me to read things. <laughs> I, it's just what you wrote. Old man Luke. I'm trying to get to our next topic about the bullpen being overworked, but oh, you're writing it as Holy Pen the... overworked. Yep, let's do that. That's a good segue, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. We just brought Sponsored up... Sponsored by Segway of Westchester. Segway of Westchester. You can get Segways in Westchester at Segways of Westchester. What is that from White Plains or is that in Yonkers? It's in Westchester. Just uh Just Westchester. Westchester, Pennsylvania? Yep. Good. There's a space. Um so yeah, the bullpen. Uh it was our biggest strength and now it's you know, we there's a stat to watch the Yankee game I heard that we've had six complete games this year and that's the third or I'm sorry, six games where our starters gone. Eight innings or more, and that's the third worst in baseball. Yeah, this bullpen is beat. I mean, I think um, Dallin Batanzas has already been in over 40 games. I know. I picked him up in our other league, the hold league. He's killing yeah. me. He's not going to survive to September. I can't say overworked. Well, so he was I, I said a former starter. He's a former starter, so, I mean, it's not like, you know. He's it's still a lot. Oh, I agree. Former starters aren't used to making, you know, 85 appearances a year. Yeah. It's a different beast. No, I know. I understand. And I think he's been a, a, in the bullpen long enough where this is who he is. I just think that, you know, the starters need to go deeper into these games. They are killing the bullpen. It's been a strength, but it's going to become a weakness. Of course. Well, I, I mean, by starters not going deep, it's more Phelps and Nuno. I mean, yeah. For the most part. I mean, Whitley hasn't been great these last few starts. No, no. Um, even Kuroda hasn't been the Kuroda of old. Yeah. So, so is it fair to say that Girardi is uh, looking like Joe Torre in his bullpen usage? No, I don't think that's fair to say because he's not I, he's in... Um... He's, he's being forced to. It's oh, not but I'm pretty of... sure Torre would say he was the same thing. When Torre ruined that, whatever that white guy's name was. Paul, Paul Quantrill, who actually... No, in... not Quantrill, the one that went Scott to the doctor after. Yeah, Scott Proctor. Scott Proctor, the love doctor. Yeah, you know, he was forced to do that, he'll say. I think it was a little different. Uh, I mean, these were old guys who were pretty much there to be broken. Yep. Uh, whereas these are young kids. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, it's, it's it's you know I think it's also because these starters, this is your sixth and seventh and eighth starter. 
These are not the guys you want to have out there doing this. No, but that's that's what happens in baseball. You don't get your five starters. We were talking about this last week. It's not like you get five starters, and that's who your yes. starters are. Like, but if you don't have six, seven, eight starters, now. then you don't have starters. Well, so we're but getting now get... the problem, though, that the bullpen is overworked because the starters aren't great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, we're getting Sabathia back, so that'll at least help us a little bit going deeper in the game. Is there any kind of timetable for that? Hopefully right after the uh, All-Star, maybe a week or so later. Yeah, Pineda had another setback, so now he's looking like the end of August. Like, I don't understand how wow. a guy doesn't have a real injury, keeps wow. having a setback. After, like, he tweaks his back, and then like somehow his shoulder hurts again. Like, Yeah, it's all connected. Neck bone connected to the shin bone, connected to the ass bone, connected to the plantar fasciitis. Connected, I don't fucking know. I think somehow him and um, Carl Bavano switched bodies or something. Can you imagine the mongoloid that mustache. had a neck bone connected to the shin bone? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it survived childbirth. And then connected to the ass bone? I mean, my goodness. <laughs> that's that. That's a monster. He'd, he'd probably do pretty good in portos. Yeah, he'd you know, probably also get a uh, get a lifetime gig on Game of Thrones. Yeah, but it'd probably come out retarded. Look at me leading you guys to Game of Thrones every step of the oh. way tonight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think every every Game of Thrones thing, even the one from the future, can and will be instigated by you. Yep. How I know this, I don't know. Fucking I must be a prophet. There. Do we yep. think? Do we think uh, Lady uh, Stoneheart will be on? <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's that's what we think. So, uh, yeah, so we're getting some starters back. So I guess that'll hope, hopefully help the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the now, ever anyway me again. By the way, <laughs> I think the bigger problem though is are freaking the guys who are getting paid a lot of money, the McCanns, the Beltrans. Uh, oh the yeah, thank you for reminding me. I have a good uh, good thing here. You guys talk, I will get it on my phone, and I will join you in a sec. So, Chris, okay. do, you, do you think McCann's going to turn it around? I I hope to God. Um, right. Do I think? I don't know. So, God, I hope so. So to the two Yankee fans that preside in this podcast, the question to you would be, would the Yankees have been better off giving Granderson and Cano 14 years for $295 million, or no. what they did, which was Beltran, McCann, and Ellsbury, 15 years, $285 million? I like the second and the latter. I do, too. Do you? Because mm-hmm. I don't trust so, Cano at the end of that contract. He's not going to keep himself in shape. Oh, but ditto, ditto for the end of these contracts. Granted, they're not as long, but when you take them in the totality, it's a year longer for the other three well, compared to a year shorter for the other two. I feel like Granderson had to move on, to be honest. He just wasn't performing in the postseason. But, but you know Granderson and Cano's numbers would be night and day if they had stayed with the Yankees compared to what they are now? Yeah. Granderson was You know, for, for this year, it might, I might rather have Cano Granderson. Oh, I don't know. Come on. But to for be all fair, the years going on. Fine, but please no. be fair at least and say this year it's not might. This year, your team would be ipso facto, 100% factually correct, better off with Granderson and Cano than McCann, Ellsbury, Beltran. There's still time for, you know, Beltran and McCann to turn it around, and I don't think Ellsbury has been bad. He, he made too much money, but I, I'm getting about what I expected from him. I, I'd like a little more power, a little more on base, but... Yeah. Well, the, the, the problem He's is not underperforming like the other two. The Yankees have a losing record at home, and they're getting out homered at home, which doesn't make any sense. But I mean, 
Yeah. I think the point about Cano and Granison is that people looked at those contracts and said, like, how crazy they were, how much they got, how, like, you know, groundbreaking it was and how unfair it was. But then the Yankees go and give these other three guys essentially $10 million less for one more year than those guys. And I don't think nearly and yet one more player and one more player. Yes. Yeah. Just one more player. Yeah, just, you one know, more. Carlos Beltran or more, yeah. Ryan McCann. Well, so, so Beltran's batting 155 on the season with runners in scoring position. That's insane. I think yeah, that's awful. normally a good hitter with runners in scoring position. It's an arbitrary stat though. Oh, well, no, it's hits not. you're going to hit. He's yeah. batting fifth or sixth for us. I mean, it's somewhat important. Yes, it's not arbitrary. It's I I think in, how do you you know do you go up with a different approach with runners in scoring position maybe a little no, there's, bit. There's there's an innate clutchness. There's just like a X factor. Oh, come now, clutch. There is. Let's not get into this. There is. It's tangible. It's real. It's predictable. Uh-huh. It's measurable. It's not measurable. Tell me the clutch stat. Seven inch scoring position, and those That's players that that consistently have it year after year. It becomes, you know, right. predictable. And, and I want you to present this at Saber, uh, the Saber convention. In okay, August. so luckily for us, our audience is not the lecture hall at Anne Marie Hall in fucking Bisbane College in Massachusetts, the Saber Metrics convention. Is that a thing? Is, is that, no, I don't think so. It's you know that is exactly where it's going to be held. You have baseball. Eight? Not that you're schmoes, but I'm offended by that remark, sir. So offended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of people being offended, do you think Mike Napoli offended Masahiro Tanaka, calling him an idiot? He's such a punk, Napoli. I, he, he is a punk bitch. I wish somebody would have drilled him in the head that next game. Like, yeah, except you guys are too classy and you won't do it. You're right. We're respectable people. If yeah. it was a Mets fucking, they would have sat there and been like, yeah, you're probably right. That was that was dumb. Yeah, Which, but, you know, yeah, you're the respect- Yankees you're respectable much respectable people it. slash people with vaginas for noses. <laughs> Imagine bitterness. <laughs> Imagine if that it was a real thing. That'd be awesome. Although, would it be? Well, you you don't know about that niche, Jeff. The the eye nose vagina. The eye socket. Um. No, no, it's an actual vagina nose. I don't, I don't know, know if it's a niche or if it's just like one lady. That's there, so gross. There's a vagina vagina face out there. She was born with a vagina where her nose. Well, I don't know if it's just totally fake, but I mean. It's freaky. Have you seen it? I have. <laughs> I can't Do get the image out of my mind when I uh, close my eyes at night. How long was that a bad thing? thing? Was it like yes. a, I mean, was it a quick, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, or was it the whole fucking rigmarole? Oh, man, there was caressing. There was whispering sweet nothings. Did she get literally face-fucked? It was the whole rigmarole. Was the whole um, yeah. No, 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 no. We don't need any more follow-ups. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so we'll segue <laughs> to Derek Jeter. Yeah, uh, you segue off that, you some bitch. Yeah, the tenth uh, tenth anniversary of his dive into the stands today, and the, on the same day. Oh, you guys say tenth anniversary of his death? I, uh, <laughs> I got really happy there for a sec. He, he tied the Yankees, or he tied Lou Gehrig for the Yankees record for doubles, five hundred. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I can't and wait I'll for the day price. we get a text from Greasy saying Derek Jeter died. Well, so I feel like Greasy will be long dead before that day comes. No offense, Greasy. Shout out to Matty G. Shout out to Steve-O. Oh, Shout I told you he was going right. to do it. God damn it. You were right. <laughs> Dude, we have so many wagers on this podcast, <laughs> on this interview alone. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty... I brought over a bookie. 
I'm pretty uh, standard when it comes to my breakdowns. Yeah. No, you definitely know what you're going to get with Jeff. Yep. Just yep. hardcore male pornography. Uh-huh. That's my hardcore niche. Hardcore Dale monography. I can't do monogamy. it. Monogamy. Hardcore Dale. Oh, isn't it weird that monogamy and pornography are like only almost two different things, but they're very sound the same? It's like kind of like sonography. Kind of like mahogany. Isn't it weird <laughs> how close mahogany is to monogamy? Now yeah. think about that. Or pornography. It is wood. The yeah. other is a something you make out of tables out of. Ah, well, one's the death of wood, and one's wood. <laughs> oh, there's the joke. Yeah. All right, I like it. Uh, All right, I got I got a t- one last topic I think before we let you go. Have you heard about the big uh, Astros data leak? Well, I mean, is that? George Springer hitting 500-foot home runs, or is that something else? Dang. No, no, I'm talking about the... All right, we'll give, since I know Luke didn't hear the story either, even though it's just fucking huge, and I don't know what you guys do with your time. Drinking. But, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Apparently, the Astros have this, uh, this database of all of their like trade discussions and shit like that so that they can always you know, have references. And, of course, it got hacked like anything on the Internet does. And so there's all this information out there that uh, Deadspin got a hold of, and uh, I guess you know, put out there into a story on, I recommend everyone check it out, uh, about how there's, all they are doing is just making offers, and they're, they're the guy that says, hey, you know that your backup uh, second base, or our backup second baseman, you know, you kind of need? How'd you like him for Mike Trout? Huh. They're that guy. Yeah. They're the guy that asks for everything. Uh, but there's some interesting stuff. Uh, the Yankees apparently tried to unload Ichiro on them and were willing to eat $4 million of the salary. Uh, there were talks of apparently bringing in Giancarlo Stanton really? at the cost of George Springer and Carlos Correa, of course. Mm. Talks never went anywhere. That's but it's, uh, I would interesting. do that in a heartbeat if I were the Marlins. Well, yeah, or, yeah, if you're the Marlins, yeah. But, I mean, knowing them, George Springer will come there and like never hit another home run again and turn into a singles hitter or something. I don't know. Okay, can't, are we really going to call the Marlins that snake bit? I mean, how many times did you yeah. win World Series? Huh. Well, That's very true. Well, I guess and he's young enough where it still counts that he's like a prospect. Because you know, I mean, you know, the only thing I feel like you're referencing is that one time they decided to spend money in free agency. Yeah, Everyone came yeah. there, stalked Heath Bell, Mark Burley, right, you know, Jose Reyes, and then they traded him. Um, but for the most part, I don't think that's a snake bit franchise. Well, no, if anything, they're they're yeah, too lucky. Yeah, yeah, lucky that they don't deserve luck. Exactly. I mean, you know, they build up and tear down. You know, with the best of them, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's an art. So, what, what do, uh, speaking of prospects, what do we think about this uh, Yankee second baseman, Rob uh, Ref Snyder? I am a huge Ref Snyder fan. However, I don't think he's ready to make the major leagues. Did I just well, hear seagulls? No, you heard the door open. <laughs> so I so I think hitting-wise he's ready. I, they say his glove is not good enough at second. Yeah, he's he's a recently converted outfielder going to second base. And he's just he's not ready. You know, he's only had, I think, half a season, um, you know, at second. And will he probably be there next year? Hopefully. Will he get a, a Hopefully cup of coffee in September? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah. But not yet. It's not time. Well, I mean, second base is a black hole for us, though. I mean, if eh. if he could give us anything better than what we're getting now, I'll sign up for it. I don't know if he'd give you much better. And I think the defensive hit, and the infield is so bad right now, I 
uh, I think you need to keep Ryan Roberts at least until I, September. Then you bring him up and see what you got. I guess. I mean, him and Kelly Johnson are literally killing us. Yeah. I mean, that's not the only Literally. Reason. Literally. They are committing murders. Yep. They're plotting, you know, our downfall right now, I assume. So, mm-hmm. Jeff, you see, um, you see the Mets didn't drop last week, you fucking idiot? They didn't drop? Yeah. Oh, they didn't drop. Oh, yeah, Chris Young. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris Young. Because he hit two home runs in the game and all is forgiven, supposedly. Pretty much. Yeah, slash, we were never going to drop him, that you can't come on here with erroneous reports and act high and mighty. What about Rice erroneous reports? <laughs> Bang. End of interview. Done. <laughs> That's it. Cut. Yeah. Print. I, I think we got everything we needed there. <laughs> you got any other topics you want to bring up? Any other uh, shout-outs or rhymes or anything? Uh, I think we're good. Um <laughs> Uh, ain't you good when you put on the spot, huh? Uh, I mean, I was—I mean, I was going to talk a little bit major league home run leaders, but I don't really think we need to. This no, week. that's not what we asked. Nah, we save asked it for next week. Or when you're back in studio, I like it. Yep. All right. All right. Well, thanks for coming on to the show that you're yeah. always on anyway. Exactly. Well, I apologize for not making the trip up. I uh, got better. cold. So uh, any fans who, uh, again, could have the power to time travel, meet me tomorrow at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. I really thought uh, I it is Lou Gehrig bobblehead day. No, uh, no seven-line gear tonight? Oh, uh, yeah, we could do that. Um, you know, rate That's and review right. Hey, I don't want to twist your arm. No, no, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Every person who rates and review us uh, gets a free uh, $1,000 gift certificate to the seven-line. Wow. That's a and, lot. And plus uh, the right of prima nocta. Uh, on Derek's <laughs> Nice. Wow. All right. That's going to be a busy woman. Yeah. So, you know, uh, they got that going for them. Jeff's not here, man. Check him out. Yep. Definitely. All right. Thanks for being on. Yep. I'll I'm going to kick it back to the rest of the show. Yep. I'll see you guys next week. And uh, if anybody wants to brawl in front of the Yankee Stadium, I'm always down. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll let him know. Yep. See you. All right, and that was our riveting interview with Jeff Lescondo. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough of that guy. That was good. It's definitely definitely quality baseball knowledge. Do you think so? I, I do. I learned. Well, did, did you, you learn? learn? Uh, probably not. No? Probably not. Did you get dumber? Probably. I mean, if there was any... Oh, man, that's what we should do. We should take over-unders for how many rhyming schemes <laughs> people just heard on the uh, on the Lescondo interview. Mm-hmm. How many times did, uh, you know, did cold refrigerator turn into bold machinator? <laughs> that wasn't a good one. I didn't choose a good one. <laughs> Why did you try to ride refrigerator? I know, I shouldn't have. That's something Jeff would do. Right? You gotta just do, like, two one-syllable words. Like, mm-hmm. fucking good book is fucking... Oh, fuck. What rhymes with good? <laughs> oh, wood. Wood hook. What rhymes with good? <laughs> See, it's hard. Jeff makes it look easy. <laughs> he, you know what? He has a gift. He's a special, special boy. He is gifted. His parents <laughs> always said that. Yep. All right. So we were going to talk about the evaluation of a trade. So I think, uh, Luke, you had a trade that was proposed to you that you wanted to break down and see, so should he make this deal or not? Yeah, so let me, I wanted to get your two cents. Well, why, don't you give, why don't you give the listeners a little background to your fucking certainly. ridiculous league? So we do have the Big Apple Baseball League that's going on, which me, Chris, and Jeff are currently first, second, and third in. Me being first, Jeff being second, Chris being third, just saying. Yeah, I should probably set my lineup a little more often. 
Oh yeah, way back nonchalant. Dude yeah. sets his lineup every day. He I'm just, just gonna lean back. You be careful. I'm gonna start unbuttoning my shirt yeah, again. Well, it's already unbuttoning. We all see it. Um, <laughs> and uh, but so I have another league I'm in, which is a intense. It's $250 league fee. Winner gets like 1,200. Second you mean place jelly 800. Beans. Jelly beans. Uh, 16 team keeper league. Get to keep your players for three years. Uh, auction draft salaries. Very, very intense. Very, uh, whatever. Into it. So, in that league, where so okay again, it's incredibly deep. It's impossible to find talent. The starting pitchers left on the waiver wire are like the bottom two starting pitchers in any given week. Like essentially, there's nobody to be had on the waiver wire. If you need to acquire talent, you have to do it in the auction draft before the season or via trade. There's no real helping your team in the waiver wire like you can help in most other leagues. So with that being said, we have Gregory Polanco on our team. I own it with another guy. And um, we were offered... So one of the cool things about this league is that it sort of mirrors real baseball because of the real money in the sense that like when people are out of it, they become sellers and want to trade their current players that aren't keepable for prospects for the years to come, mm-hmm. which is like really exactly what it's like in, in real baseball. So we have been approached by a bunch of the bottom-feeding teams. We're not in the bottom-feeder. We're in fifth right now of the 16. Um, top 12 teams make the playoffs. A lot of playoff teams. Solid in the playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're good. Um, so we're definitely in the seller category. So some of the, the bottom feeder buyers came to us wanting Gregory Polanco. One of the offers we got was Gregory Polanco for Paul Goldschmidt, Madison Bumgarner, D. Gordon. The three of them. So that's a pretty hefty package. You know? I mean, so the difference being is that the three guys we're getting, Bumgarner, Goldschmidt, and Gordon, cannot be kept next year. Mm-hmm. Gregory Polanco was drafted this year and thusly can be kept for two more years. So is it better to have Polanco for this year and two more years? And he was uh, got incredibly cheap in the auction. I think he was $4 in the auction. Oh, wow. So next year he'll be 5 The year after that he'll be 7 something like that. So if he were to be redrafted next year, he would probably go for like $40 or something. Mm-hmm. So the value you get by having him on your team is like insane. So is it worth it to go for it this year? Get those guys that are unkeepable, but will certainly help your roster better this year. Or keep Polanco at such a reduced price for the next two years. So well, there's so many nuanced questions to it. Like, I A, do you think Polanco is going to be good enough? Do you think he's actually going to become Mike Trout? Is he going to be some guy who really is going to be worth $40? i am not sure about his upside, personally. It's tough, yeah. I think you have to... What are, you know, you're getting a first baseman, a shortstop, and a pitcher. Yeah. What? Who are your current first baseman and so shortstop? So shortstop, we need an upgrade. We have Andrelton Simmons... An okay. upgrade would, would be huge. Yeah. Uh, first base and utility. Right now we have Matt Adams and Mark Teixeira as first base utility. Right. So it's not it's not a night and day upgrade. Those are pretty big upgrades. Though. But it's an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. And how's your pitching staff? I mean, who can't use Madison Bumgarner? We have a pretty nice pitching staff of value. Like, we got Johnny Cueto and Scott Casimir late or, or mm-hmm. for, for relatively low money. We didn't pay any of, like, the high premiums for the, you know... Kershaw's of the world, Felix's, but okay. we lucked out because Johnny Cueto's had an amazing year, as has Scott Casimir. Um, so that those have been our, our two horses, but you know we have Lance Lynn. You know we can certainly use Madison Baumgartner. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, so you're getting three three important pieces. 
Yeah, so there's those three, three players are ranked 11, 12, and 32. Yeah. It's pretty... That's a pretty solid deal. Yeah. I mean, I might try and swap out a pitcher and see if there's another piece you could pop in if you say you're good in pitching. No, I mean, I think I would want one pitcher back. Yeah. Also, I don't. we don't have a real another spot for someone on the roster. Okay. You know, on the offensive side. I mean, we're pretty happy in the other spots. Um, so... Now, how about this question? Do you have any other young stars? Yes, I have Matt Harvey, who okay. was drafted this last year, and so can be kept for two more years. Mm-hmm. So I drafted him for 10 bucks, knowing he was injured for the whole year, yeah. with only the thing being that for $11 next year and $13 a year after, that he'll be a great pickup. Mm-hmm. And then we also did Archie Bradley, starting pitcher for the D-backs, who going into the year was one of the top you know, two, three pitching prospects in baseball with Taiwan Walker. Um but had an injury setback earlier, mm-hmm. you know. But he's still a, a high prospect. Now, um, I've been trying to trade him instead of Polanco, and have not gotten nearly the bites. Oh, like, sure. Yeah, Polanco people want to give up the world for. Yeah. Archie Bradley, you know, I got offered, I think, Zach Wheeler for Archie Bradley, which is not, you know, he might end up doing it, but Wheeler's got like a 4-4. Four, four, yeah, I, I don't know about that. that. Would you control Wheeler for another three, two years? But not as at not at as good money. Mm-hmm. Wheeler's like sixteen already. Okay. Compared to Bradley at like nine. Um, yeah. Hmm. So that's a pretty big. Um, you know, you're selling your future. We are. Yeah. But so my point is that if we can get in the money, and the money is so big, you know, eight hundred dollars for second place, mm. uh, with a two hundred dollar, two fifty, you know, buy-in, um, that all we have to do if we got second place once. No matter what happened the next two years, I think it would be worth it. We would pay our league fees, our league dues for like three years. Yeah. You know, no matter how great Polanco was, if Goldschmidt and the rest of them were able to get us in the money this year, I would think it would be worth it. That's how yeah. I would deem a successful team. I, I think you have to make this deal. Do you? I, yeah. I do like it. I mean, now, uh, Greg Polanco, he's a outfielder, correct? Yes. What's your outfield like now? And who do you have keeping in your right. outfield? So right now the other outfielders are Cruz and Suspedes. Mm-hmm. Obviously Cruz, who I can done amazing for us this year. Suspedes, you know, decent. Uh, Cruz is on the first year of a contract, is keepable. Mm-hmm. And Suspedes is on the second year, keepable one more year. Beyond that, it's not very pretty. It's Michael Bourne and Colby Rasmus. Mm-hmm. Rasmus is having not a well, terrible Well, he year. had a great... So he had a bad, like, first three weeks, a great second three weeks, got injured for three weeks, and just came back recently and hasn't done anything since. That sounds like a standard Colby Rasmus year. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at his end season numbers, yeah, he'll probably hit 20 homers, but Mm -hmm. in a week-to-week league, head-to-head, He's a perfectly average player. Yeah, streaky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we are going to become worse in outfield by doing this trade. Yes, you are. I mean, I think that has to become your number one priority the next year. Yes, getting an outfielder. Yeah. 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 Well, Cruz has completely saved our team. Yeah, I bet. Without, without Cruz's production coming out of almost nowhere, you know, nobody expected this year out of Cruz, um, we would be sunk. Hmm. Uh, how how safely are you, or how close are you to making second place? Is it, like, are you... So, so it's... Or you've hit the two, playoffs, it's two so. con It's two conferences with three divisions in each conference. Mm-hmm. The winner of each division gets their money back, and we are a ton of games behind the team in front of us in the division. Oh, okay. So, 
without surpassing that guy, the best we could hope for is like fourth in our side of the playoffs. And I don't know how likely it is that we would catch this guy. So you're playing for the, you're, this team is to be to play for the playoffs. Right. And then, you know, in the, in the head-to-head format in September, it's just all about who's hot. Yeah. And that's another thing that makes me not want to do it because as good as they are for the long run, it's impossible to judge if Goldschmidt and them are going to have good Septembers. And if they don't have good Septembers, then what's why, why? Do that's your gamble. Yeah. I think, I mean, I like the deal. you got to go for the win now, especially if you're in a position where you think you could make that run. Right. Yeah, it's also nice to sell high on an unproven commodity. That's the other thing. You know, because who knows? Come I mean, back fuck, to Polanco Earth. might, yeah, seriously come back to Earth. I don't second, think he will. Second but... time around the league, third time. All right, we are getting up there, though. That was a lot of trade talk. It was. So, yeah, we already had the Jeffrey you. That's right. We, did, we don't yeah. got to throw it to anything. That's why it's getting a little late. We just got to throw it to the end of the show. All right, then I think, uh, I think we've covered all of our bases. I think we have. Do you have any parting thoughts? Uh, you can follow me at Luke Podwalker. Mm-hmm. Also check out Instagram at Big Apple Baseball. Did you see people started fucking with us on Twitter about Big A Baseball? No, I didn't. You didn't? No. Yeah, about uh, you know Big Ass Baseball making the joke of Big A being Big Ass. Oh, was that the guy I talked shit to about the? No, the that honor? was another one. Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't know. He he spelled honor with an eight or with a U. With a U, yeah. I think it might have been. Something bitch. Good times though. Big yeah. A baseball on Twitter. That's right. Give us the follows. Big ass baseball. Yeah. You can go to bigassbaseball.com. We own it. It roots to Big Apple Baseball. Hell yeah, big, big, a ass, baseball. big ass baseball. Yeah. yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what we are. Big ass baseball podcast. Right. A big ass Big Apple baseball contest or podcast. <laughs> and the contest. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. Yep. It's, it's good. We like it. Email us, podcast, bigabaseball.com. Uh, I think that's about it. If you were to fall back down, I might pick you back up again. Oh, my God. Now Chris needs to do it. There we go. I did it. You should all be very happy. Jeff's never going to hear that. Don't tell him about it. He doesn't need to know. And at least I've given myself enough space now that we, when I go out, it's not going to overlap it. Yeah. But I'm done. Radio Magic, folks. Big Apple Baseball. We're Radio Magic. And we out. good buddy Jeff Morehouse to talk Yankees with us. Known in uh, smaller courses. Oh, wow. Way to fuck that up, Luke. Known in smaller circles as... I've already edited this. Jeff Lescondo, have you? Okay, yeah. sure, stop talking. <laughs> Jeff Lescondo? <laughs> yeah, just to get that line in. Yeah. yeah, you can certainly edit this. Good.